Hey, it's Get Geekish. What's going on? <laughs> Welcome back to another podcast. Uh, it's Derek over there. I'm Beto. And uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning in for 20 or 30 minutes of our uh, rambling. I can't really call it debauchery because we're really just talking about stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> our inner thoughts coming out into a, in, a, in the public realm. Uh, we yeah. got a fun, kind of a fun topic, uh, some some nostalgia uh, this week, because you sent me a link a little while back that was a fairly interesting read from BuzzFeed about the rich things your friends probably had if you grew up as a millennial. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. And, you know, the the term millennial obviously is, it, it keeps changing, but I think both you and I fall in that realm of the millennial. We're close enough. Like, if depending on which one I go for, I'm born right on the cusp of things. So, am I the very, very, very end of Generation X, the very, very beginning of the Millennials, or the weird, what they call the Mizenia? Some they came up with some other weird name for that small decade of things, or small number of years. But regardless, right? If you grew up in the late '80s and early '90s, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yep. And what's funny is like the number one thing on this list was something that I didn't have. But a lot of my friends did have, which was a computer room that had computer with unlimited internet access. I wasn't lucky enough to have that, but my friend across the street, he had uh, internet. And then um, in middle school, a friend of mine had internet. We'd go and play Quake after school. So it's it's kind of funny that the, the number one is a computer room. And I was like, man, I didn't have that. And even when we did get a computer room, it was a computer in the living room that had the Juno the free internet disc mm-hmm. that you had to use, which sucked. So I, I could didn't really. Yeah. And I, I was there too. I had a computer, but there's not a computer room. Ours was also in the basement next to the TV or next to my mom's sewing room or something like that. And unlimited internet was unheard of because mm-hmm. we paid by the minute by there. We switched internet service providers every three to six months because America online sent out their little floppy disks was their free hours. CompuServe had their deal. We could sign up for a while. prodigy had their deal. We could sign up for a while, but the speeds of back in that time, we're talking 28 baud or 56k modems, where downloading a picture from an email was minutes out of your day. Right. And so the idea of unlimited internet was mind blowing at that time because <laughs> <laughs> think things I can download now to my phone in about 14 seconds would have taken weeks back then. <laughs> but I did have friends that had their entire front office setups and like. You'd say, oh, it's my dad's work. I'm like, no, your dad's never home. Your dad's at work in his office. This is a home office that you play in all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's always had those also. Those, remember those ergonomic chairs, too, that were like Z-shaped? So you sat on your knees forward, and then the, your butt was on the stool in the back. So I like can say none of, my friend, none of my friends had those. Oh. <laughs> it was really fun to try and get on, but I don't know how anybody actually sat in those things. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, those just came up in a TV show I was watching. <laughs> Um, this one, I kind of, I mean, we TVs and VCRs in every bedroom. So we didn't have that. We had the TV and the VCR in the living room. And then I was lucky enough to have a TV and a VCR in my room, but it was like a little 13 inch TV and an old VCR. And the only reason I had a TV in my room is because my parents didn't want me taking up the TV when I was playing video games. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those ones like. I didn't have a VCR at first. My first TV was like a black and white TV. And I had to, you know, it was the little clicker that you had to go up and turn the dot knobs. And then they gave me, I think after that, I had a, like a big, one of those big 
box TVs that was in like wood, encased in wood. Again, that had to do that, but that I could hook up a video game system to. And then from then I went back down to a 13 inch little TV and then I got a VCR so I could watch my Ninja Turtles and everything like that. Yeah, I, I, to this day, never owned a TV with a VCR in it. No, yeah, the, the TV VCR combo, I, did I get one at a garage sale when I was like a teenager? No, no, I had a DVD, TV, DVD player, like Mm -hmm. in my twenties, but yeah, no. Yeah, those in every room didn't happen. We had the VCR Mm -hmm. upstairs and then we eventually got another one like years after the fact. And that one became the one that I took into my room by the time I got to high school, but there was no need for VCRs in every room. <laughs> no. It's, it's that, that, weird. That usually went with back. a wall of, of uh, VHS clamshells, too, because if your friends were much better off, they also had like every Disney movie ever made, which literally mm-hmm. took up two or three bookshelves of space to hold all those giant tapes. Wow, you got a lot of movies. Yeah, that's only like 15. Man, it takes up that whole bookshelf. Those things are thick. <laughs> Remember the the pull out drawer shelves where you go, oh this thing holds four hundred VHS tapes, but it's literally like a six foot wide arm wall that's three feet deep. You're like, oh, we have to plan our uh, living room units around where we're going to store our movies. Right? Oh man, <laughs> it's crazy. Like to think back to how bulky things were compared to now. You know, like right now I'm I'm looking at this TV sitting up on my dresser, and it's thirty two inches, and I would not be able to do that back in the day like oh. you can't you wouldn't be able to do that because number even, four on even, the list even back then those, a 32 inch tv back then weighed 40 50 pounds that's what i was gonna say you had the uh, very big projection tv also in the tv room which my grandma she did get one of those projection tvs like she, you know she liked to splurge every once in a while and she got a big screen tv and i remember like i was just like flabbergasted i was like oh and then i'd go back home to, <laughs> to our little 20 inch tv and i'm like Oh, well, it baffles my mind now because I was looking to get a little TV to hang on the walls for a calendar, you know, because first world problems went up. Uh, <laughs> but it's almost impossible to find a TV that is less than 32 inches. Mm-hmm. Like you can find computer monitors, but you just want a TV like 32 inches is about where they start now. When we yeah, were kids, like 32 really was like the high end of retail. Like most people, it was 19 inch, 24. Oh, you got a 27 inch or 32 inch. Whoa, Uncle Scrooge, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> one of the thing too is like I'm looking at this picture of this projection TV, and I had I think I had another friend who had a projection TV, and it's always weird because like it the projection TVs always kind of made you feel like there's something wrong with your eyes, mm-hmm. at least to me because I'm sitting there and the, like the screen didn't ever seem bright enough because it had that weird film that they put over it. Mm. And the tubes and, always went bad in them. Everyone that had one of those, like it never, yeah. never worked. <laughs> and, the, and the color was off and it wasn't, it was just like, and you know, you couldn't touch the, don't, don't touch the screen, you know, cause it could tear it or whatever like that. So looking back, I'm like, I can't believe, <laughs> and <the laughs> people bought this thing and that thing got hot too. And how many people ruined them too, because people would get that and then get some really expensive bookshelf speakers and set on top of it, but the magnets and the speakers would then, warp the TV screen reception thing on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, tech is great. Another <laughs> one that's kind of went the way of the dinosaur because of like streaming devices and everything like that. This is a Bose CD player in every TV room. I never had a Bose. I had, we had CD players. I had my boombox in my room, obviously. And we had, my dad had one of those giant 
pieces of furniture that was a record player slash tape player slash eight track player, but a CD player, that's something our house didn't have unless it was in my room. And I had to drop, I had to drop all my chore money to get that thing. You know, like we talked in that one podcast of going down the CD aisle and picking yeah. one out. Yep, I, I was the same thing. I, I was the me and my older sister were the ones that had all the CD players in our house. My dad had his old stereo system in the glass cabinet, all the components and went on there. But mm-hmm. I remember buying my first CD player with all my birthday money when I was like twelve, and it was like the little clock radio Magnavox with the uh, CD player that opened in the middle of it. <laughs> yep, things great. But I think my, our our jam was probably the boomboxes. Not about you, but the you know you made it was when you finally got your big boom box with the dual tape players so you could record tapes from one side to the other mm-hmm. that was rolling in big and money. they had the they had the speakers that could detach and had the long janky wires that went with them that uh-huh. so you could have that surround sound feeling which no one ever 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 did <laughs> no i i think i unhooked mine a couple of times and like if you do it so many times and you unwire the or unwrap that wire it was so cheap that it kind of short out so you'd have to like get it just right oh yeah the wire was like paper thin inside of you bend it twice like oh yeah copper's gone now yep good luck (laughs) i don't know if my memory is bad or if i just don't remember anybody or know anybody that had them but a laser disc collection i don't know anybody i I think i knew one person that had a couple laser discs and they they were cool looking at the library but i didn't i wasn't around anybody that actually Knew enough or cared enough to go for the laser dick collection. I yeah. think they they were they were done before they ever even had a chance to get popular. No, um, I do know a couple friends that their parents would go out and splurge on the Snapple and the glass bottles. Like you know, seeing Snapple in the glass bottle, we'd get it at like the grocery store. But actually having friends who had them ready to go in their fridge, I had I think a couple like that. I, I was thinking about that too because this struck me as the and everybody had Snapple thanks to the Snapple lady. Snapple was a cultural mm-hmm. phenomenon. Everybody, you went to the gas station, you got a Snapple. Snapple was it. But you're right. Anybody that actually had Snapple on hand in their house, it was a whole new level. Because yeah. you want to get those gla- <laughs> that, that like 12-pack of glass bottles was like $18, which at the time, you get a 12-pack of Coke for like two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, it was pricey for what it was to keep it on hand. Back in our day. <laughs> Man, peach Snapple iced tea and stuff was amazing. Um, another one on this list that I don't remember anybody ever having was a refrigerator that looked like a cabinet. I think I only saw that in like 80s and 90s movies. Yeah, I saw and, a few people that had it, but it was generally not a sign of richness. It was just a sign of a very, very old and rundown house. So like, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I learned of the fridges that look like cabinets, apparently it must be really tough to clean. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, a working air hockey table. They put working in quotation, you know, there. Um, because apparently only 1% ever had a working one. I do. I don't think. Well, define working because they all worked. Just some of the little air vents didn't. You know, they always had that dead spot. Part of of the table works or it's a little slanty or. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever like going back to our roller skating podcast <laughs> you know we were talking about the air hockey it was always funny because you would get that one spot where it would be dead like there was a dead spot in the where only a couple of the air vents didn't work so if you hit it hard enough you could either get that hockey puck to stop or you could launch it just at the right thing where it'd go towards that person and you'd get that sweet spot and it was always great you knew which side to get on too because what? it always seemed like one side had a smaller goal because people would push on it 
Well, it was just it was just like knowing going to a pool hall. The other area, if you know the field, you're okay. If you're playing pool and you know where there's a few divots in the tables, you're much better off. The air hockey table, you know where you can bank it off of a corner a little easier than somebody else. You gotta you know take the advantages you can get. <laughs> See, I knew friends that had a pool table in their basement. I didn't have anybody that had a hockey table, air hockey table. Yeah, I, I knew some people that had, air, but they were not the full-fledged pro. They were the air hockey tables that were in the back of like the J.C. Penney catalog. Mm-hmm. Air hockey, you can bring it home, and it like folds into seven pieces, and it's light enough that if you like touch it with one of your arms, the whole table shifts over. Like, let's, or the, it's, it's attempting or the, to be an air hockey table, or the ones you see it at a store. You're like, air hockey table? Can we get it? And you go up to it, and you're like, this is smaller than air hockey, where you can basically like reach over and hit the other goal with your hand. This is dumb. <laughs> Um, this is something you and I constantly talk about still getting, but never owned a classic arcade machine. Yeah, but I didn't, I don't know anybody that was rich that had those. Everybody I knew that mm-hmm. had those, their dads worked for IBM. Right. And, and they, had, they, they, had, they knew somebody that knew somebody and they got one of the things in their basement, but it was not a sign of wealth for them. It was like they were big adult nerds, but they were trying to hide it in the basement. And right. 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 Um, let's see. Dollhouse. I knew a few people that had a dollhouse and then the, the actual playhouse in the backyard. I My sister had one of those when I was a kid and then our business went bankrupt and we had to leave that house. But that probably would have been a sign because it was a, it was a full on house. Was it really? I've, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was only one room, but the house, I think my great granddad built it for or something like that, but it was a legitimate, it had a full size front door on it. You know, oh, shingles geez. and roof and running water and all kinds of stuff for it. Running water? Uh-huh. But like I said, inside, it was only like a four-by-four four room. But yeah, it, it was, was like, outside. As a it was, kid. Yeah, 10, 10 feet tall, 8 feet wide. Like, it was ridiculous. As a kid, you're just like, this is this is heaven. Well, um, yeah, it, was, it was a spider home for me. I never knew. <laughs> um, we got a trampoline. Most I of knew. my well-off friends yep. had trampolines. But all... all a lot of people had trampolines. I think there was a huge surge of those in the 90s. I didn't have one. My cousin had one. And I th- I think one of my other friends had one. But other than that, I didn't know a whole lot of people that had them. As a kid, I felt like I was one of the only kids that didn't have a trampoline. Me too. And now as an adult, <laughs> it's the only thing I think of is, thank God I don't have a trampoline. <laughs> no, I, I have one now because like, I think it was like a... A promise I made to myself when I was younger is like, when you're older and you have room, get a trampoline. So I got one and I jump on it. I'm like, yeah. And then after a while, I'm like, why am I winded? <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> um, what about a playroom? Playroom, yep. Uh, like a, a, lot, legit a lot of my Wella friends had legit playrooms. That was a foreign concept to me. I didn't have a small house, but my parents allowing an entire room to be dedicated to just toys and stuff to play with. That was never, ever, ever going to happen. Yeah. I never <laughs> had that. I like my friends had basements with like corners of like stuff, but not like a full on playroom. The playroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of toys you never heard of that came from FAO Schwartz. I didn't even know what FAO Schwartz was until I was in my twenties. I didn't either. And I was, I was working retail and I saw something come up. I'm like, what's this? So that one, that blows me away. I'm, I'm sure there probably was some in my house because that was like extended family members. I, me and my sister, they get us random things, and I'm sure some of that must have been something FAO Schwartz like. But yeah, were, most of those toys to me were not fun. I 
maybe I was well off at one point because I'm pretty sure I had a subscription to National Geographic from one of my mom's coworkers or it could have been my grandma, grandma that got it for me. But that's on the list of subscription National Geographic. Well, think about that. I National Geographic was the higher end one, but it was it was a pretty cool magazine for what for what it was. Mm-hmm. But it's hard pressed to convince people, especially younger generations, that magazines used to cost as much as they did. Remember when it was a big sale? If you subscribed to two or three magazines, you get one for free. So mm-hmm. you know you could subscribe to Sports Illustrated for only twenty nine dollars and three installments. So you're talking like eighty bucks a year, mm-hmm. and you wanted uh, the Ranger Rick or something like that. You were talking, you know, thirty, forty, fifty bucks a year for these magazine subscriptions, and they gradually got cheaper. By the time I got to college, or so, as all the kids that were walking around selling the, the magazine subscriptions door to door, where you could get some subscriptions for you know three bucks, five bucks, ten bucks a year, or something like that. And now, do you know anybody that pays to have a magazine delivered to their door? I don't. And what's funny is like even at the grocery store, I'm looking at magazines, and the price is still kind of high for what they are. And I'm like, mm-hmm. eh. The and magaz- it was. Go ahead. Magazines have no pull for me to spend any money on mm-hmm. them. But then I also think the same thing too. I complain about I'm not subscribing to your stupid digital newspaper for two ninety nine. Well, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny too because like even even if you look at like the magazine subscriptions that kids used to sell, it was always like the introductory price of like oh it's only twelve ninety nine for the year. Cool, sign me up. Oh, and I get this one and this one. Cool. And then after a year, like the magazine would send you a renewal thing that was like thirty bucks. You know, the price would go up. Your subscription's um, about to expire. Um, but yeah, with the, I remember like seeing, you'd see the National Geographic ads on TV, like the two minute spot. And then if you're watching like Nickelodeon or something like zoo books was one of them, which zoo books was great until you're like, Oh, I want this. And then you get it. And it was like this thin and you're like five pages and I'm done. (laughs) The only subscription I had was something. It was like a pickle bus full of books. What the heck was that? Let me look this up. Pickle bus? Yeah, it was like a green plastic bus full of books, and it was all these kids' things. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm going to Google this real quick because this is going to – I haven't what's thought a, about that thing in 30 years. What's pickle bus? Here we go. Sweet pickles. It was a plastic green bus, and it was a preschool program of weekly reader books. Dang. You remembered that? Yeah, uh, that's crazy. For it. I have to watch that later. Yeah, I had a whole bunch of those things, but it was the same thing, too. I got the initial subscription. You get the plastic bus, and then every month they send you a book and you fill it up. But then they want you to buy more and more and more, and that was the end of that. No, I got my bus full of books. We're done with the subscription. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, I forgot all about that thing. Core memory unlocked. Bing! Um, one thing right here, which you brought up is a large collection of chunky VHS tapes, which basically Disney plus is like erased. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although I still, we've talked about this before. I'm neurotic about the things that I really enjoy because same thing with music, music went to streaming. I still ripped all my CDs, have my, my hard drive full of actual music that I've downloaded because I'm terrified of it not being available somewhere else or Mm -hmm. a different version out there. Same with TV shows. I mean, how many movies have they gone back and digitally altered or taken something out of or changed? Oh, because it's it's not correct now. We have to take that scene out. Like, no, no, I want the original one, and I want to have it forever for the ones that I like. So I'm neurotic, and I can't get rid of them. But I have thinned <laughs> quite a lot because I used to have – when I used to work at a video store, I got, I got myself the dual-deck VCR, so I may have 
been pirating <laughs> lots and lots of movies, like four or five of them shifts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had lots and lots and lots of VHS tapes. <laughs> they just weren't necessarily licensed VHS. Well, I mean, that was the thing too back in the day. You would you would rip the copy the VHS right and then put a piece of tape on it and write what it is. You know, my grandma had HBO, so you know you'd find out what was playing. Like, grandma, tape this video for me, and we'd watch it. And you know, before I know it, I'm sitting there halfway through a movie, and uh, my parents taped over it with NYPD Blue, and I'm like, guys, come on. Well, I I think VHS one of the biggest disservices they did was they didn't do a very good job explaining to people the difference between EP, LP, SP, and ESLP. Same with records. Yeah, but records, it was pretty obvious. If you did the wrong speed, it sounded different. But VHS right. tapes, you say, oh, if I push this button, I can record eight hours of video on this instead of two. Cool. And the quality of the playback is so god-awful. It's, it's awful. <laughs> it's like trying to watch a video now at 480p at like 10 frames a second. <laughs> Which, you know what? You just unlocked a memory for me. So I remember my grandma recorded something for me, or my parents did one of the two. We recorded something. We were watching the movie, and... There wasn't enough tape left and it cut off before the end of the movie because it was one of the longer movies, uh, you know, two hours, which two hours now you're like, that's not very long. But when you're recording on VHS, that's an eternity. Like, I mean, it's every it's, minute mattered. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. It's like you're going through the previews. And yeah. And all of a sudden it's like we're watching the movie and then it just stops. And we're like, oh, man. <laughs> that's why Titanic's on two VHS. <laughs> The ultimate status symbol, I feel like the ladies, early 90s for kids, the power wheels. Mm-hmm. I never had one. I always wanted one. Always wanted one, too. By the time I was old enough to get one, then I was too big for them, coincidentally. When I worked at a retail store, I had the task of putting those together, and uh, I drove them around. I may have been too big for them, but I was like, this is going to be a display vehicle. I'm going to drive it around because I didn't get to as a kid. <laughs> And they're still fun. Well, as a kid, I feel like they there's something that inflation might have not taken the right care of because as a kid, weren't they super expensive? I remember being like three, four, five hundred dollars back in like 1989, which is you know like looking at price now, it'd be like eight hundred. You know. Yeah, and I feel like now you can go to Walmart and go pick up a Power Wheel for like 129 bucks. <laughs> yeah, like a hundred to two hundred, I think yeah. is the thing. You can get a higher end one for three hundred. A branded one, it's a Cadillac. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's funny because when I was a kid, everyone I knew that had a power wheel was very well off, but they had like three or four of them. It mm-hmm. wasn't there, there was there was no spreading of the wealth. Either you had like a garage full of power wheels or you just wanted a power wheel. That was the the, the cutoff, I think. Um, another one on this list that makes me think that you and I have made it now is a dress up costumes to play with because, you know, we, we cosplay now. So you and I both have. Closets I, uh, full yeah, of stuff. Part, part of my basement is dedicated <laughs> of just things to dress up in. So, yeah. as a kid, though, I didn't have that much. I had to like improvise and come up with stuff. Um, a Princess Diana BB beanie baby. I know those were a hot thing. I remember news article or news stories about people getting in fights over those. Um, then this list gets weird. Like phone lines in every room, which I don't think I knew anybody that had a phone line in their room. The second half of my senior year of high school, I paid to have a second line added in my room because I thought it was cool. Yeah, I could 
talk to people at night. Because that was the time when you when you get to the age you're like, I'm awake at 10 o'clock at night. Why can't I talk to somebody? If somebody rang our house phone at 10 o'clock at night, there was all kinds of hell to pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying is like right now it's like starting to get into like 80s and 90s movie tropes. Like, yeah, okay, you had a phone line. But then after that, it's an old timey popcorn cart, portable TVs, a fountain, a framed portrait of their dog. It's, it's like, okay, that's – did you guys just watch too many movies on that one? Because I don't know – Anybody that had a popcorn machine, portable TV, maybe a fountain, but that's because that was well, more it, of a, Even like, if they did, I feel that was more eclectic than being yeah. the rich ones. Like somebody that picked up a fountain at a roadside stand or somebody that got a popcorn machine because their brother's cousin used to run a carnival yeah. show and they left it to their house. Like It wasn't something that was brand new purchased. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> popcorn machines were the status symbol. Look at this. It's a Redenbacher original. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you have guests over? Let me bust out the popcorn machine. No, it was usually like that stupid popcorn machine that would sit on your countertop and not pop all the kernels. Like, I think I had one friend or two friends that had that, and that thing was like from the 70s because it had that faded oil burnt and melted all over it like the yellow, the yellow top on it sounded somewhere yeah, yeah. between like a garbage disposal and a hand dryer had a baby <laughs> yes that one. <laughs> oh man and then the other one is um the video game systems every video game system so i had friends who had nintendo nintendo 64 you know super nintendo myself i had a sega genesis and then i traded that in for a playstation but I feel like that was just a sign of like, well, I mean, at least for me, it was like. If you were into video games, you always had some. I think the the, the sign of wealth was you had had one per generation of systems. Mm -hmm. Most people, if they got into video games, they got an 8-bit system and a 16-bit system. Because that's where the Nintendo versus Sega came about. Because most people couldn't afford to have both. Mm-hmm. And you look at the the price of that thing. If you had a Sega Genesis and ten games, and a Super Nintendo and ten games, you're talking six or seven thousand dollars of nineteen nineties money. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pricey. Oh, yeah. That's, you, that you, was one you, of those. You look at like Mario Brothers one. Fun game, one of the all time classics, but simple, stupid, easy game. Fifty nine ninety nine. If you went and bought that at the store. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's still expensive. I mean, they know they know what they know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I know I would ask my parents, be like, "Hey, can we get?" They're like, "No, you can spend your own money and get it." So, you know, I had I got the Sega Master System from a garage sale. I got my Sega Genesis from a family member who sold it to me because they got the Jaguar. I traded my Genesis in or sold my Genesis to a friend so I could get a PlayStation. You know, it was one of those ones where. I never had more than like one system growing up unless you count like a Game Boy and a Game Gear and then the console. But I didn't get multiple consoles until I became like 20 years old and had some quote unquote extra money. Mm. You know, the time where I'd go, do I want to eat or get a system? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that goes through the, the list, from, list from BuzzFeed plus a few other things we threw in there for it. But yeah, I, I feel like you would go through this for hours, but. If you relate to this, what else did we miss? What other things did the the quote unquote rich people in your life have? Because this isn't even knocking rich people; just people if they had money, these are things they ended up buying. It was like well, the that, status symbols. Like <laughs> that's the thing. I don't even think it's rich people. I think it's just people who at one time were able to splurge and get something. Mm. Because I can look at this list and go, "Oh yeah, my friend had this," but I wouldn't consider them rich. You know, mm. one of my friends had damn near almost every Ninja Turtle. 
And I know that probably pops up on some lists too. Oh, your your friend had the turtle wagon. Yeah, they had the turtle blimp. Yeah, you know, it's it's like, no, nah, I think at just one point they got gifted it from Christmas or something like that. It wasn't like mm-hmm. they bought it every time it came out. And I think it's when you, when you combine them all together and you find something that has all these things but didn't actually use them, just had them to have them. That's, That's when it crosses the line of being like the 80s movie villain where they probably have the jacket tighter <laughs> on their shoulder and some Birkenstocks and a BMW in the garage. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And, all, and they, they took their yacht out for sailing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that brings up a good point. What What would you consider something that you would look at one of your, you know, growing up, you would say, oh, that person's rich because they had so-and-so. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when, like, you know, like the list said it was a trampoline, I always looked at one of those as kind of like a, oh, they have a trampoline. That's kind of a class thing nowadays. That, like, I mean, even though everybody had them in the 90s, it was one of those, I don't have it, so blah, type of thing. So, And it's, it's always, it, it, it kind of puts yourself back in that place, too, because I was doing a little bit of research for this podcast, too. I found a couple of... Uh, I think Reddit posts and blogs where people are talking about things and there's somebody ripping apart some of those posts to me like, this is the most first world problem crap I've ever seen. When I was growing up, things like braces and matching shoes meant you were rich. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, there's there's different worlds for that. So you always, it, it kind of puts you, puts you back in your place. Of, yeah. Okay, they're the rich kids. Yeah, well, okay, so I was probably probably a rich kid too to other people. So it's, mm. <laughs> let's not uh, <laughs> talk, it, look too down our noses than any, or down our nose. That's right. Noses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's all about perspective, honestly. And, you know, it's it's funny because like, yeah, oh, yeah, I had some of that stuff, but it wasn't rich. But somebody probably thought you were. Mm-hmm. It's, just fun. So. It, it's now it's almost more entertaining to think back of how much money somebody spent on some sort of the status symbols they had in their house. It's like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I can get that at Goodwill now for two ninety nine. Right. <laughs> Oh, let, it, let us know what was the the signal of uh, symbol of wealth in your eyes as a child that other people had that you thought oh wow they 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 are well off. Let us know in the comments at get geekish. Love to hear from you, and uh, we'll talk to you. We might we might be another week and a half off because I'm leaving town and got some stuff going on there. But uh, we'll be Tis back the very summer. Very soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Derek, fun as always, and yes, uh, we'll talk at you next week. <laughs>